So the way this series is working is there are different people speaking each week. And this first week, I will be talking on chapters one and two of this book. And you could show the picture of the book. It's called A Simple Guide for Normal People. I would say it's a simple guide for all people, because I'm not sure <laughs> I'm normal. But yeah. So it's a simple guide for people. And um, so, yeah, so different people are going to be covering the chapters. Um, Connie and I were originally going to be speaking together. <laughs> She's, uh, we do Wednesday prayer together. And um, I just want to say that I'm disappointed <laughs> she's not with me, but she is God. She's on the way to recovery, and God's. We already prayed for her this morning, but I was just want to just speak recovery um, in every part of Connie's body, and um, I just want to say what an honor it is to pray with Connie, and and uh, uh, I don't think anybody can hold a candle to her as far as passion, compassion for others. If you want somebody to pray for you with a, a heart, wholehearted heart, <laughs> she's the gal. I wish, and I, and I yeah. So um, I just want to say that, and that is from the bottom of my heart. <laughs> so um, today, yeah, so we got the picture up there. Uh, of the book. So this book, this the man who wrote the book is Pete Gregg. He is from um, England, and he started a 24-7 uh, prayer time, and it's international, sounds like. So, um, and it's been going for 20 years. So it's longstanding. And um, so the the material covered in this book um, are discoveries that they discovered, I guess, things that they discovered along the way that their church and group discovered. And there were two things that they said um, that kind of spearheaded this. And the first was that prayer is about the most important thing in our lives. And the second was that they were really bad at it. <laughs> so they wanted to improve. So um, I was thinking, I didn't even have this down today, but I was thinking how um, important prayer is actually to my life. And, of course, yes, I was going to talk about that. But I just remembered today um, that the reason I believe I was prayed, and the reason I'm in the kingdom of God is because I was prayed into the kingdom of God. And I had... Um, my sister, I'm a twin, and my, sis, my twin was at a meeting once. I believe it was a, in a GLOW meeting or something like that. And she saw a lady, and a lady, the lady came up to her with tears in her eyes. And she was so happy and excited to see Cindy because she'd been praying for us uh, since we were little children. She used to babysit us. So this is like so... I, and I forget to tell people that. I just, uh, it was so cool when Cindy told me that. I thought, wow, <laughs> prayer really does work. And I'm just going to put a plug in for you guys um, who have unsaved loved ones or things that you've been praying for long and hard. That reminds me, <laughs> don't give up. <laughs> don't give up. We're going to be talking about that a little bit more, but that's just, uh, I just, I feel like God brought that to my memory. So, um, so in the book, this, uh, Pete Gregg says, there's no superior way to pray, but there is a map. And um, the, the disciples asked Jesus to teach them how to pray. And so the map was his response. And um, Haley, I was wondering if you could play that Instagram video. 
I will be done. I will what be done. I'm done. On earth as it is in heaven. On uh, earth and heaven. Give us this day. Say. Our daily bread. Give our bread. And forgive us our trespasses. Forgive us trespasses. Those who trespass against us, who trespass against us, against us. And, Amen. Lead us not, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. But deliver us from evil. Hey, close your eyes. <laughs> Okay. Thank you. Thanks. I just thought that would be a good way to introduce that. <laughs> the Lord's Prayer is the uh, tool that they use to um, teach us how to pray. And so there are, in, in the book, there will be nine paths of prayer, and we could, we could show the the list of the nine paths of prayer. So these things will be addressed in the book, stillness, adoration, petition, intercession, perseverance, contemplation, listening, confession, and spiritual warfare. So those are things that will be addressed in, this, in the book and in our sessions together. And then the last thing I wanted to have uh, shown is so they have a the pause uh, the pray the acronym okay so they use the, the acronym pray and P stands for pause R stands for rejoice A stands for ask and Y stands for yield so that's um, how they implement that. Um, this is not actually what I'm talking about today, but I kind of wanted to give an introduction to what the book is covers, what the series is about. So um, to, today, chapter one is about prayer everywhere. And um, I thought it would be nice to interview some people and, and ask them what what prayer is, and the people I asked, which will be the theme of my <laughs> this day, is little people, <laughs> children. Um, and so the, I had some of the moms in the church ask their children, what is prayer? And so here we go. Um, it mean, I don't think I'll say who, what, I'll just say what the answers. They said, it means loving him. And it means talking to him. And prayer is when you tell God things that are very nice. <laughs> I love that. And um, another one, another child said, talking to God. And another one said, being nice to God. And then, um, what does it mean to pray to God? A couple of kids answered that one. And they said, to get help. And it makes God's heart happy. And then the other thing I asked them is, where do you like to pray? And they said, with, and this is, this, this is the answer, with you. It's where God is, I guess, where, where are you when you pray? And she, anyway, they answered, with you, when we go to bed. So basically, the child was saying, he's with me, <laughs> wherever I am. And when I go to bed. And then another one said, wherever. And another one said, at church. And um, another one said, anywhere. And another one said, school. So those are our experts <laughs> on prayer. I, I I like using children. I like thinking about children because um, Jesus said the kingdom um, is made up of, of the heart of a child. 
and I love the transparency of children. So um, that's where they said they prayed. So I'm just asking a, a question you don't have to answer out loud, but where do you like to pray? Um, um, do you have a prayer cl closet or a, a certain place that you pray in your home? Do you uh, like praying outside uh, nature? Do you pray while you're driving? Do you pray while you're in the shower? Do you pray while you're walking the dog? <laughs> um, and then the other thing is, when do people pray? Well, they pray uh, during uh, emergencies or when there's something that's out of their control. I remember uh, a lady once that um, her husband was a coworker of Tom's, and uh, we were in touch with them, I guess got together occasionally, and they had a, the woman had a son who had a drug addiction. And it, she was, you could just tell, it was like, you know, what would it be like to have that uh, on your heart all the time? And so, anyway, I asked her, um, how, are, how are things? And she said, she was just kind of shaking her head. She said, I, I don't know what to do. You know, I even prayed. <laughs> I thought, it was like, this is a woman who must not have, that would not have been her, obviously her mode of operandi, but um, she prayed. And actually, he's, the last I heard, he was better. So we'd, we'd been praying for him too. So um, I, I was thinking, when was, my, when was my first prayer? I really don't know. I was not raised in a Christian home. Uh, but I do remember being at the Oregon coast, um, standing by the ocean, and just sensing, sensing something. And it was a, a holy moment, a, a wonder moment. And um, I love, yeah, I love nature of any kind. And, and that's, I can pray. I'm one of those, I guess I could pray wherever. But um, there was a little quote I wanted to read. So this was a, a woman that was a friend of the, the authors, and he said, My friend Kathy was a militant atheist at the University of Wichita when late one night in her lodgings, gazing down at her sleeping baby, she was overwhelmed with a desire to give thanks to someone or something for this gift of all gifts. Without a husband or a boyfriend in her life with whom to share her sense of wonder, Kathy whispered a, self, a few self-conscious words of gratitude out into the silence. And as she did so, the atmosphere seemed to change. Wave upon wave of love, unlike anything she'd ever experienced, came flooding into the room. Kneeling there that night beside her sleeping baby, Kathy relinquished her ardent atheism and more than 30 years later, she remains a follower of Jesus. So cool. Just things that uh, cause wonder. They think, you know, infant, my uh, babies, oh my goodness. Our little uh, grandson, oh my. <laughs> little Ezra's. I think I'll be mentioning more about that here in a minute. But. Um, so Jesus prayed in a certain place. It says he went to the certain mountains. He went to gardens. Um, and he also talked about when you pray, go, uh, go into your room and close the door. Now, I don't know that he meant that literally. I think what he was trying to say is, uh, because if you're going outside, you're not going to be doing that, right? <laughs> and I don't think he did that when he was outside. But what he did do was he focused. It, he went to a place where there's no distractions. And uh, so just that's just a, a, a good place to pray. Um, and as that list showed, there's all kinds and different ways of prayer. But 
we won't get into all of those. Um, I got things mixed up here, sorry. Okay. So this, um, I'm done with chapter one. <laughs> chapter two has the list of um, ways to pray. And this is, this is where he's coming from when he says how to pray. He's saying, keep it simple, keep it real, and keep it up. And I, you know, it's kind of a bit of a challenge to read a book and have to present it if you can't embrace it. And I'm so glad that I can embrace this. <laughs> because I really like, I, th I think these are keepers for me. Um, and we'll just go into detail why. So keeping it simple is so that, he had this down, so that the most natural thing in the world doesn't become complicated, weird, and intense. And you don't have to raise your hand on this one, but how many of you have a real simple life and a simple um, your your perspective on life and the way that you operate in life is simple. I can't raise my hand. <laughs> um, and there was a, sometimes I can actually, but when I, there's a scripture that I want to read. And um, we, I, I first heard it when we were, as a prayer group, we were going through, um, we used to, have times when we would meet and go through a book study uh, on prayer video, and this scripture was read, 2 Corinthians 11, verse 3, and now I'm afraid that exactly as the snake seduced Eve with his smooth tongue, you are being lured away from the simple purity of your love for Christ. Or another version says, I can't remember if I put that up there too, or the simplicity that is in Christ. And I had um, a raw moment there and a, an aha moment, <laughs> I think, at the same time. I remember sharing, like, I don't think the Christian life is simple at all. It's complicated. To me, it was. And so I... And it was embarrassing to, to um, speak that in front of people who are prayer people and prayer warriors. But I wanted to be, it says, keep it real. The next one's keep it real. But uh, there are times and moments when I'm just going to be <laughs> honest. And I needed to say that and hear myself say it so that I could... Ask God, how, what, is, what does this mean? What does it mean to keep it simple? And through the years, um, because it wasn't instantaneous, and it's not complete yet, probably won't be until I'm in the grave, but um, learning how to keep it simple has been really, I, I feel like these are things that God's done in me, so... Um, I'm happy to kind of cement that in my life and share it because it's been helpful to me. There's a scripture uh, in Jude, Jude 21, very simple words. Keep yourselves in the love of God. So I read that scripture and, and sometimes I, I don't understand things. So I'm, okay, I'm going to look up the words and I'm going to think about it. And I thought a lot about it. And I looked up the words. And um, keep means to put a guard around your heart. Guard your heart. And it also means to fasten your heart. Again, just kind of like protect it. Protect your heart. And protect it in the love of God. So... So I had to come to the understanding, is it love for God that I'm supposed to protect? 
or is it God's love for me that I'm protecting? And actually both, I think. Um, but um, I'm going to go into that a little bit more here in a second. But I thought of another um, circumstance that happened uh, that in involved children that showed me simplicity and love, the love of God. And when I was in high school, I, our class went to um, some of you that are from Walla Walla and grew up in, in Walla Walla. Jefferson School had a special needs program called Mary, run by Mary Lassa, and it was, do you remember that? Oh, awesome. Oh, <laughs> cool. Cool. So, or a little, little kind of comparable to the Lily Rice Center. Anyway, so we went there for our um, a field trip, and I was a rebellious teenager. <laughs> went, uh, you know, my thing was to go smoke before school and smoke in the in the um, baseball dugout on the, on the lunch hour. <laughs> But I, w I remember going with my little girlfriend, and we were standing by each other, and these special needs children, sorry, I don't want to cry, but they were singing, Jesus loves me, Burst, you know, just belting it out, these kids who were not, okay, let's talk about normal. You know, they weren't as, you know, they were special needs. They weren't cool. <laughs> but they spoke something I didn't even know about. But it made this cool <laughs> teenager. I was laughing and crying at the same time. I was crying when I heard them. So I thought, as I, as I was presenting this, I thought, or thinking about it, I thought, that was simplicity and they enjoyed God's love they embraced it they sang their their hearts out and they got something that that cool teenager didn't get and I and I I thought I think that was you know God drawing up you know the ocean I'll, I'll use three different circumstances where I felt like God was drawing me the ocean. He's speaking to me. That one was speaking to me. And then um, in, when I was a senior in high school, I had somebody in my class that had a Bible. It was the Jesus Freak days, by the way. I don't know if any of you know that. But I loved the Jesus Freaks. Kathy did, too. <laughs> and I loved it because they weren't very real proper people they were people I could relate to so I was I'm really glad that God used the Jesus freaks in my life because it was anyway a way that I could receive the truths of Jesus and anyway this gal had gone to the Jesus freak house or something and um, she had a Bible with a picture of children and Jesus and again and I've ended up working with children. <laughs> so God had spoke through children. Um, got to, and uh, just a little bit of a side note, my job was a, as a, a director of a, a, ch a child care center. Some important things to me were sharing Jesus, and I got to because it was a Christian child care, and you didn't have to be Christian to go. But we shared a... Um, Jesus, we shared songs about Jesus, and I saw a child um, many years later, and I didn't really know him. He remembered the ark. I can't remember the connection, how we got to talking about the ark, but he said, do you still have that chapel thing? I loved that. We called it chapel. It was a, a time of uh, Jesus talking, I mean, just talking about Jesus, and that really impacted me, because I thought, okay, I don't care if anybody else was impacted, that kid remembered that, 
And um, so anyway, that was my thing about Jesus and children. But to get back to, sorry, <laughs> um, the love of God. So Romans 5, 5 says, the, God, the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. And what I really wanted to focus on um, about the love of God is that um, the Holy Spirit is the one who helps us to love God. He's the one who helps us to pray. And we, we do not have to strive or work up or... Um, stress about how to pray. I do. <laughs> Still do, sometimes. But I go right back here. I say, Lord, <laughs> I, I need help. And I'm telling you, his Holy Spirit is there to help us. We can, uh, our songs that we sang today are wonderful, wonderful. Thank you, I and Kayla. Um, and the, the love of God changes everything. And so what I, so I wanted to say is that, so if we're going to um, keep ourselves in the love of God, we've got to realize that it takes God to know God. So we do not have to, which I'm, I'm very adamant about this because... <laughs> I've spent many years trying to love God on my own <laughs> and are trying to pray and uh, trying to understand things. But he, he's given us everything we need through his Holy Spirit, everything. So um, he's not asking us to work it up on ourselves. And the other thing that I, I, I wanted to share is that God wants to be known. He wants us to know who he is and his heart. And um, I don't know about you, but I, there have been moments and times when you really feel, man, I, wanna, I want people to know who I am and to care <laughs> about knowing me. Everybody wants worth and to know that they're, um, they're worth getting to know and spending time with. And I think it started with God. <laughs> it started with God. It begins with God. Everything he asks us to do, he, in any command that he has, is because he's given us the ability to do it. So prayer when we, hear, when we hear about prayer and praying to God, we don't have to do it on our own. He helps us. The other thing that I just wanted to mention is that I feel like um, God's proud of us. We, let's, let's, let's believe some things about ourselves uh, that are true. <laughs> That he's maybe maybe he's not disappointed in us. Maybe he's not uh, upset with us. Maybe he's pleased with us. So I'm thinking, Ezra. <laughs> Ezra um, is our grandson, and Nick and Kayla are his parents. And he uh, can do no wrong, <laughs> you know. I mean, in his eyes, maybe ours, too, at this point. But when he does things, it's like uh, this, uh, like we've, we're really excited when he does something new, like when he was first crawled or when he's, he's trying to take his steps or holding on to people. And so what we do is we do, yay, or clap your hands. And so when we walk in the room now, he claps his hands, and he goes, yay, <laughs> because this is my perspective. It's all about me. <laughs> he knows he's pretty cool. He knows he's loved. 
And he knows he's adored. And we are very pleased with him. <laughs> and I think God cheers us on. And he loves us. And he's, um, he's pleased. So if you don't get anything else from today, he's pleased. I, I'm serious. And the only way I know this is from spending time in the Word and prayer. I did not used to believe this. But I do believe it. I struggle with it at times. I'm not going to lie. But I go back to the Word, and I see it, and, I, and, I, and I, I'm telling you, he's pleased. And you read in the Scripture about David, who King David made a ton of mistakes. And there are times when I've read about him and I thought, I do not like this guy. <laughs> but he, he went back to God and he asked him to forgive him. He asked God to cleanse him. And then he says, God delights in me. So he understood that God forgot that, erased it, and was pleased with him. So, first thing, keep it simple. That was a lot of information, but all of it, I hope, um, confirms that God loves you. You don't have to do it on your own, and he's, he's pleased with you. The next one was keep it real, and what he said here is because when life hurts, you're going to be tempted to pretend you're fine. Ending up hiding from God, which never works, <laughs> or from yourself, which works quite well <laughs> sometimes, or from others too, right? We can hide things real well. This, I wanted to read this um, part in the book. This is the author, Pete Gregg. One dark night when my wife, Sammy, was in, a hos in hospital awaiting brain surgery, and long before we knew for sure that she was going to survive, my friend Dan kindly came to pray with me. And Dan said, Lord, if this is your time to take Sammy home, would you please give strength, Pete's strength, to bear the unbearable? It was a faithful and biblical thing to ask. It can't have been an easy thing for him to pray. But I was having none of it. He said, no deal, Pete says, no deal. Interrupting without apology, no way, God, over my dead body. I was out of my chair, pacing the room. If you're planning to take my wife from me, if you're planning to take a mom from her two little boys, well, you're going to have to fight me for her. Dan looked nervous, but I didn't care. And you're going to have to find someone else to do your PR in your future, too. I continued. <laughs> I resign. I quit. I'm not going around telling people you're good if you don't prove it to me now. Tears were streaming down my cheeks. God, I just don't care what your will is. Let me tell you what my will is. I want my life to, wife to live. I want her boys to know their mom. And if her name is up there on some celestial planner... If she's destined to die of this thing, that when I, then what I want, what I need, is for you to sort it out. I was almost howling my pain while poor Dan just sat there, probably wondering whether it was okay to say amen, amen to this kind of irreverence. <laughs> so he said it was one of those honest prayers. It was the most honest prayer he'd ever prayed. And for a while... He says, I was embarrassed about the way I'd tried to pick a fight that night with God, ashamed that I hadn't been trusting enough or holy enough to echo the magnificent submission of Jesus in his darkest hour. Not my will, but yours be done. But then one day, the Lord showed me very gently that, in fact, he had cherished my willingness to fight for Sammy's life because he loves her too, and that he wouldn't have expected me to do anything less that he himself had begged the Father 
take this cup from me before he managed the other part. So just a real gut honesty there. And um, he told the story of Moses complaining and saying, God, why did you give me these people to, to lead? And, and some different uh, stories. But he said that the remarkable thing is that God didn't redact that out of the scriptures. He did not redact those uh, gut honest they sound like faithless, right? But they were just cries, brokenness, cries of the heart. Uh, so we just went through, Tom, Tom just went through radiation for um, the cancer, and we were in Seattle for eight weeks, actually seven weeks of the, seven weeks of it was treatment. And, um, so keeping it real, um, uh, we sent out updates, weekly updates, and they were actually all really positive. <laughs> and, um, but it, it wasn't all positive. And the, uh, the hard part was watching, you know, Tom had to, you know, go in the hospital every day, <laughs> lie under, uh, lie on a table, radiation beams. Um, he had to alter his diet, drink a, I don't know how much water every morning, and he had to do it within a certain amount of time right before he got on the table. And anyway, uh, some challenges. And so um, it, so I, we had our moments. <laughs> We had our moments with, the, with God and just saying, oh, we don't want to do this. And uh, we don't want to do this. Just did, but, you know, it felt so out of our control. It was. It was out of our control. Um, and watching, you know, me watching Tom and, ha and you know, we, ha we all handle things our own way. If I had to do what he had to do every day, um, I had to keep that in mind because he was very regimented about the way he did things. I asked him if it was okay if I shared. He said, he said okay. <laughs> but I felt like I needed to, to, to say that um, it wasn't all, it wasn't fun. We had a, um, years ago, or, yeah, there was a season in our lives of years and years and years. It felt like there was, it felt, because I'm sure if I had looked at it differently, uh, I would have seen God's hand. But at the time, it seemed like there were no prayers being answered about Finances, things going on in our kids' lives, or um, some of the some of their high school experiences, um, something going on with a you know a relative, and it it just felt like nothing <laughs> was happening. And um, in the past, it, well, anyway, I I was crying out, and I was keeping it real with God then. But almost too real because it was just, woe is me, woe is me, woe is me, woe is us. <laughs> but um, I ran into the scripture where Hannah was praying before God, pouring out her heart, crying out to God. And for some reason or other, there's something about that that validated, said, it's okay. And because I felt bad that I wasn't doing things and not professing faith all the time and not not um well like pete greg did there you know i was we were pretty honest um so anyway i just felt like uh, that validated me there was um it was okay to be honest before god but there's also a time when um you you need to just kind of keep going you kind of have to keep you you have to keep going. So the 
the question is, how do you keep going? Do you keep going in kind of like, God, you've, you've, you've forsaken me. I think I did that for years, that he did not care. He didn't care about what was going on, or else that I had done something wrong. And came to a place where this is where all of that simplicity and all that stuff kind of was intertwined, and, and I realized that that's a bunch of uh, lies, a bunch of lies. God does care. Um, he has a plan. And so with Tom going through that, um, I, wanted to, I wanted to keep it real, but I wanted to also... There was something that God had done in me through that past season that I wanted to make sure and um, believe that God was for us. And so I guess what I, what I learned through all of that was that God's favor is on his children, not, not just us, but on his children, every one of us. His favor is on us. He wants to bless us. And so when this happened, when we found out about the cancer, it was hard and we were, you know, it was difficult, but there was something there that God had done. And I thought, I'm going to believe you, Lord, for your favor in the midst of this. I'm going to believe you for your gifts in the midst of this. And so... Um, I'm going to go on to keep it up right now. This is the, that was the last part. So that was keep it real. Now we're going to keep it up. And I feel like, so it says here, actually, life is tough, the battle is fierce, and God is not an algorithm. Basically, he's not a formula. So um, I, anyway, I decided I am going to approach this from... God's pleased with us. He loves us. We're his kids. He's going to pour out his favor on us. I didn't feel like that all the time, but okay, here we did. I'll come back to that in a second. The Luke 18 verse 1 said says then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. So that last point is keep it up. And that means don't give up. <laughs> don't give up. And so there's lots of things to help us not to give up. And that's um, prayer. That's the word. It's kind of the the disciplines, it's maybe like for some of you journaling just or, or having somebody pray with you or um, talking to somebody about it. During that time when, when uh, Tom and Tom was, you know, it was really hard just watching him go through that, I, I asked for a couple of people to pray for me during that time. And so what happened during that, I just wanted to, you know, kind of give a little report. What happened when we went through that, when Tom went through the radiation, his side effects were almost nil. His doctors were, um, in our opinion, the best. <laughs> There's everybody thinks their doctors are the best, but... Um, his he had friends that had, had seen the doctor. I think I forgot to mention we had to go to Seattle. So we were um, first of all had to think about where are we going to stay for two months and all the money that would involved. And my sister was just said, "Kenny, I'm so sad for you." And I said, "You know, I don't know what it is. I'm not that worried about it. Um, that's not my normal." way of approaching things. And uh, we had people, uh, some of Tom's high school friends offer money, a lot of money, <laughs> to, to um, house us or to pay for our housing. 
but Tom's brother ended up um, offering for us to live there with them. And so we ended up in a gated community, B- beautiful, a beautiful surroundings, the, the Arboretum was uh, close by, if anybody's been in Seattle, been to the Arboretum. And um, so just really good things. Tom building stronger relationships with his high school buddies and, and that sort of thing. So, um, and what God did through that was before we went, I, f- I was just uh, praying Psalm 23 over us. And that's the shepherd's psalm, the Lord, you know, the Lord's my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures and leads me beside the still waters. And it, it was a prayer, but it was also a declaration. <laughs> I feel like I was saying, God, your favor's on us. You're going to give us um, green pastures. You're going to lead us by still waters. And um, you're going to restore our souls, and restore um, things that that we've lost. And um, you're going to set a table before us in the presence of our enemies. And um, even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he's with us. So it was... um, I'm not giving up time. It was God doing some good, good things and beautiful things in our lives. And um, because of the things he taught me in the past through difficulties. So I just want to encourage you guys. If you've got long-standing prayers that have not an- been answered, um, don't give up and ask. If you want prayer, ask for prayer. and be And really... Be honest. Just be honest. You're t- maybe you're tired of um, praying and not seeing any results. Uh, there's more than one person in this room that can identify with that, I'm sure. More than two. <laughs> so um, I just want to encourage you with that. So well, the last scripture I was going to share is I have fought the good fight. I finished the race and kept the faith. Love that scripture. And I feel like for those of us that are in our senior years, <laughs> um, that's not always easy, I don't think. It's easy to get distracted with health issues. It's easy to get distracted and get complacent. But uh, Tom, Tom and I have kind of just determined or want to... Um, Finish the race and finish it well. And um, so that is, our, that is our prayer. So keep it up. That was the last point. And I, so I'm going to go over the points that he had in here. It said, keep it simple. And these are my words. Don't try to make it complicated. Be yourself. Pray your own way. We didn't really talk about that. But each of us are different and unique, and we'll pray um, the na- a normal, a natural way for ourselves. Keep yourself grounded in his love. Okay. Then keep it real. Be honest with God and others and yourself. And keep it up. Don't give up. Keep up the good fight. I've, uh, I know I spoke once before and showed this video clip, but it's so good. <laughs> I have to show it again. So I'd like to end with this. Standing there like that, you remind me of a man who used to come to our house when I was young. My father used to say, watch this man. So I did, every time he came. And never once did he do anything remarkable. And I remind you of him? (laughs) This one time, I was about the age of your son. Our house was overrun by partisan border guards. Dozens of them. My father was beaten, my mother was beaten, and this man, my father's friend, he was beaten. 
And I watched this man. Every time they hit him, he stood back up again. So they hit him harder. Still he got back to his feet. I think because of this, they stopped the beating. They let him live. Stoiki Muzik. I remember them saying it. Stoiki Muzik. Which sort of means like uh, standing man. I want to be a standing man, <laughs> standing woman, not allowing life or circumstances to keep me down. I'm going to keep getting back up. Let's pray. Father, thank you uh, for the Holy Spirit. You're the one who helps us get through everything. Thank you that you loved us first and you chose us. And you didn't leave us uh, defenseless or on our own. You've given us your Holy Spirit to walk alongside us and to fellowship with. And, and uh, so, Father, we know that if you're in us, who could be against us? And uh, so, God, we pray that you give us uh, the ability to keep, keep trying, keep getting up, and uh, to be real. And, Lord, um, just to understand the simplicity that there is in walking with you, God, I pray that you would uh, remove all those laws and all those things that we um, think we have to do and we have to to uh, come before you a certain way or do a certain thing. Father, would you uh, release us from those expectations and help us to just remember that um, you delight in us the way we are. Thank you for that, Lord. Amen.